Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining Podcasts. Society-13.com I like to listen. History tells the story of the world and of our lives. Sometimes that history goes bump in the night. Broadcasting from the center of oddity and the supernatural in central Florida, it's the History Goes Bump podcast. Hello, you spooktacular people. Welcome to this 156th episode of the History Ghost Bump podcast. Ghost tours for the theater of the mind. I am your host, Diane. And this is Denise. On this episode, we have a very creepy location, Hoyabachu Forest over in Romania. This was suggested to us by our listener, Christopher Klimovitz. And he's actually going to join us a little bit later in this episode to share with us what it's like to actually be in that forest. Sounds like a very unnerving place to visit. On one hand, really want to go see it. And on the other hand, would probably be too freaked out to walk up there. Well, I tell you, after talking to Christopher, I want to go see that country. Exactly. It's not one that I'd ever thought of going to before because I've never really looked at Eastern Europe. And I really want to go see it as well after hearing those two firsthand accounts. And Chris not only shared with us about the forest, but we also got into talking about some of the other superstitions when it comes to Romania. We talked about the food. We talked about Vlad Dracul. Dracula. Yes, and also vampires. The second half of that interview, we're going to be sharing on a bonus cast for our executive producer. So be watching for that pretty soon. Before we share all that with you, we'd love to have you check out our website, historygoesbump.com. It's where you can find out everything you need to know about the show, how to get a hold of us, where you can listen to the show. Denise, if people want to send us feedback, where can they do that? They can do that at historygoesbump at gmail.com. We want to send out some congratulations to our listener, Avery Lewis. He just got married. Yes, congratulations, Avery, even if you did tempt the spirits. Yes, he had very cute little invitations he shared with us over in the Spooktacular crew. They were Ouija boards, and then there was a little sticker that was the planchette, and you would put that over yes or no to RSVP. They were super, super cute, <laughs> even if it was along along those lines. And speaking of marriage, we got a message from Casey over at Instagram. He and his wife had gotten married on Halloween a few years ago. And do you know how they're going to spend their anniversary this year, Denise? I'm hopefully doing a ghost tour or something of the like. Well, they're going to be pretty close. They're going to be listening to the History Ghost Bump Halloween special. <laughs> well, that's, that's very cool. And we have a great one coming for you. I think they've just gotten better each year. This one is going to be amazing. You're really going to enjoy it. We've got a lot of great stories from all of you listeners, some of you who've written them out, and some of you who we had tell it yourself. So we're looking forward to that. I agree that it's going to be better. It's just cute that you're saying, because they get better and better each year as we just celebrated our second anniversary. 
Well, I mean, we've done two of them. This will be number three. I know, but it's just cute because it's like and they keep getting better and better each year. And, and so you're thinking it's been this long time. I guess that's true. We've been hearing from so many listeners that they loved the Sleepy Hollow episode. And so many of you have actually been there. Connie Moreno, who's one of the regular contributors to the Disneyland Gazette, shared an article with me, Denise, and she had been to the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery And she has some pictures here and she wrote a really neat article about it. And I just wanted to share a passage from this because it happened to be Veterans Day when she was there. And she noticed that there were flags all around and she was like, I wonder why there's flags everywhere. And then she realized, oh, it's Veterans Day. They've put them there in honor of the veterans who lost their lives. She said there on the tombstone was a round brass plaque that said Revolutionary War Veteran. It took a moment for it to sink in. Revolutionary War veteran. Oh my God, this man had fought to start my country. My eyes flooded with tears as I sank to my knees and humbly asked the spirit of this man to forgive me for my ignorance. And I thanked him. Over and over, I thanked him. It was an experience I will never forget. And as long as I live, I will never take our military for granted. All right, we got a bunch of people to welcome to the Spooktacular crew. We have Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Bussy or Busey? Hey, Bussy Busey. Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Chris. Hello, Chris. Laura. Hi, Laura. Meg. Hey, Meg. Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Julia. Hi, Julia. Zach. Hey, Zach. Fatan, and I hope I said that right. Hello, Fatan. Did I hope Diane said it right? Nathalia. Hey, Nathalia. Omer. Hi, Omer. Claudia. Hi, Claudia. Helen. Hey, Helen. And Amanda. Hello, Amanda. I saved Amanda for last because she hit a certain little milestone coming into the Spooktacular crew. She was our 666th crew member. Ah, you (laughs) will always have that creepy honor, Miss Amanda. (laughs) So I don't know if you want to sprinkle holy water all over yourself or what have you, but thank you for joining us. Thanks to all of you for joining us. All right, Denise, are you ready to take a little jaunt into a very dark and creepy forest? I suppose so. Become an executive producer of the History Goes Bump podcast for as little as a buck a month. For $5 a month, you can access exclusive content like the Haunted True Crime bonus cast. And for $10 and above a month, you get all that plus awesome History Goes Bump gear. Check out patreon.com slash historygoesbump for more information. Or you can give us a one-time donation by clicking the donate button at historygoesbump.com. History is full of oddities, curiosities, mysteries, and the truly bizarre. Welcome to This Moment in Oddity. It was early in the summer of 1955 when a report of a cryptid creature known as the Frogman came out of Loveland, Ohio. An unnamed businessman spotted a group of three creatures near a bridge. He at first thought that they were human, But when he got closer, he saw that they were reptilian and frog-like in appearance. They were hairless with leathery skin and stood under four feet tall with webbed hands and feet. They seemed primitive except for a metal object that one of the frogmen was holding. It was roughly the shape of a large wand and he held it over his head while it flashed and sparked. This caused some to wonder if these frogmen were some kind of alien life form. 
The next sighting was in 1972, and it was a police officer who claimed to have seen a frog-like creature cross the road in front of his car. It was night, and he was scared by the creature illuminated in his headlights. It stood up on two legs and ran away. The legend of the frogman originates with the Native Americans of this region, who talk about a river demon. This was a reptilian creature that was bipedal. The greatest warrior pushed the creature into hiding, and he did not emerge again until the native tribes were no longer there. Loveland, Ohio has embraced their frogman legend, a creature that certainly is odd. This history podcast is haunted. This Day in History. On this day, October 20th in 1944, two liquid gas containers explode in Cleveland, Ohio, killing 130 people. The explosion took place at the East Ohio Gas Company. It was mid-afternoon when white vapor was spotted leaking from a natural gas tank. The tank held 90 million cubic feet of gas. At around 2.40 p.m., the tank exploded, unleashing flames that rose to 2,500 feet in the air. The destruction went for a half mile and destroyed everything in its path. Another nearby small tank erupted as well. Evacuation orders were sent out for 10,000 people. It took firefighters an entire day to get the fire under control. First responders found 130 dead, many unidentifiable. Many others were injured. That number reached 215. The damage reached $10 million. An investigation revealed that contraction of the metal tanks caused them to rupture. The natural gas was being stored at minus 250 degrees. New rules about storing natural gas were implemented to prevent such a disaster from ever happening again. History Goes Bump Podcast. There are many legends that incorporate curses into their telling. A curse is a type of magic that is meant to harm people. It would seem that curses can fall upon the land as well. And there's a place on earth that is considered one of the largest areas of cursed land. This is a forest that is said to be the world's most haunted forest. A forest so completely terrifying that many have feared even saying its name, Hoya Bakchu Forest. There are claims of all types of unexplained and paranormal activity, ranging from ghost and UFO sightings to strange feelings and sickness. People feel an urge to flee the forest. Is it just overactive imaginings, or is something truly sinister going on in this forest where the vegetation is weird and in some places won't grow? Join us and our listener Chris as we explore the Hoya Batu Forest. Cluj-Napoca, Romania, is Transylvania's largest city. So not only are we going to Romania, Denise, we're going to be in the heart of Transylvania. Wahahaha. It dates back to 106 AD and was initially named Napoca. Most locals simply call the city Cluj, and you will notice that when we are speaking to Chris. That's all he says when he's referring to the city. The Romans were the first to settle here, but after the fall of Rome, it seemed to disappear from maps. 
When the Hungarian kingdom began to grow and prosper in the 10th century, the city was known as Kulisvar. In the 12th century, Transylvania Saxons moved into the area and built a castle and village. It became an official city in 1316 under King Charles I of Hungary. Stephen Bathory of the Hungarian noble Bathory family, of which Elizabeth Bathory was a member, and we have talked about her on a previous episode, built a Jesuit academy here in the 1500s, but it did not do well. In the 18th and 19th century, it was considered the capital of the Transylvania area, and many still refer to it that way today. While most travel websites will entice you to visit the city for its arts and film scene, there's an even bigger attraction for those of us into the paranormal on the outskirts of town, and that is the Hoyabachu Forest. Hoyabachu stretches out over 617 acres. The forest was named for a shepherd who entered it with a flock of 200 sheep. He and the sheep were never seen again. If this story is true, what happened to the shepherd and his sheep? While most forests can be chilling just because of their dark nature with trees blocking out the sun, this forest seems to ooze an ominous vibe that leaves visitors with feelings of anxiety and the paranoia that they are being watched. The vegetation of the forest probably does not help matters with the unexplained charring of the trees that also seem oddly shaped and a circular area where no trees or plants seem to be able to grow, lending credence to theories that some kind of magnetic pull is causing weird growth and the weird feelings. And while it's possible that science has an explanation for the things that take place in this forest that has been dubbed the Bermuda Triangle of Romania, no theory has ever been proven. What of the legends and the tales of curses about this place? The forest, from a municipal viewpoint, seems like a great recreation area. Bike paths have been built, and many fun sporting adventures are offered in the forest. Nothing seems bad. And yet there are claims that locals who live near the forest are afraid to enter it due to the stories and legends that have been handed down. There are those who believe that whoever enters the forest will never return. Still others swear that this is the domain of the devil himself. The truth is that people do enter the forest and leave, and we'll find that out firsthand from Chris, but some have been affected by the forest and complain that they've been physically harmed or that they're sick. Proof is revealed through scratches, unexplained rashes, and burns. One of the legends of the forest involves some Romanian peasants. Deep in the woods of the forest, a group of Romanian peasants cleared out an area and set up a village. Possibly they wanted to escape the overbearing rule of a king, or perhaps they had religious reasons. No one knows for sure, and there's no documentation to support the claim that this village ever existed. The legend continues that one day the ruling party decided to bring an end to the village. The entire village was massacred, and people believe the souls of those people became trapped in the woods. And they are very angry about that. A heavy black fog has been witnessed rolling in, and pairs of glowing green eyes are seen in either the fog or the darkness. This is what may be causing people to feel as though someone is watching them. There is a round-like area that we described earlier where no vegetation seems to thrive. It is within this area that the legend claims this village used to exist. The circle, as many call it, is where many claim that all the spirits of the forest seem to gather. There is talk of a portal here. Possibly that's why there are hikers that claim they lose time while traversing the trails. Could this area lead to another dimension? Still others claim that the forest is cursed, either because of the massacre of the peasants or that the massacre occurred because a curse had long been over the location. While strange happenings seem to occur throughout the forest, it's near the circle where things get kicked up a notch. The giggling of girls is heard and strange orbs of light have been witnessed. People have disappeared as well, just like the shepherd for whom the forest is named. 
The weirdest story reported about this involves a five-year-old girl. She wandered into the forest by herself and no one could find her. Eventually, searchers decided that she had probably died from exposure. Five years later, she walked out of the forest. A five-year-old surviving in the woods alone for five years is strange enough, but this story gets even more bizarre. She had the same clothes on that she was wearing when she disappeared, and they were completely untarnished. She claimed that she could not remember anything that had happened to her. Alexandru Sift was a biologist who heard the stories about the forest and decided to visit in the 1960s to do some experiments. He was intrigued by the trees that grew in a crooked manner, with their bottom trunks running low along the ground. The notoriety of Hoyabachu grew when Sif revealed several pictures that he had taken that seemed to capture the image of a flying disc-shaped object in the sky above the forest. This was not the only UFO picture from that decade. In 1968, Emil Barnea, a military technician, took a picture of another flying saucer over the forest. After this, UFO sightings became a normal thing, as were reports of unexplained lights. Researchers and scientists from around the world have researched the forest. Many of them cannot explain the bizarre faces and manifestations they've captured on video. Soil samples have been collected from the circle and analyzed, but nothing has ever been found that would prevent vegetation from growing. Tests on magnetism and its effects on possibly the trees have been inconclusive. Paranormal investigators treat the place like a type of amusement park. Destination Truth visited the forest and aired two episodes with the results. A member of the team named Evan was thrown by some unknown force, and he found claw marks on his arm when he pulled up his sleeve. He also became dizzy and started hearing ringing in one of his ears, which started to bleed. You know, with the things not growing, it kind of reminds me of that square that we visited in Savannah where there was no Spanish moss. It's just kind of like sometimes this weird phenomenon happens. And I'm racking my brain trying to think of, and I know we have listeners screaming it out right now, there is a circular place, and I cannot remember where it is here. I believe it's in America. It's something like the Devil's tramping ground or something like that. But it's even deader than this spot that's in Hoyabachu. This place is just dirt. Whereas in Hoyabachu, I think in the circle, still some grass and stuff grows. But this place has like nothing. And I think it's something like the devil's tramping ground or something like that. And I don't know what people think about UFOs. I've said many times I'm not really that into the whole UFO thing. But let's say that UFOs have been visiting Earth for centuries. Are they the reason why there's this? And it's not a perfect circle, but it's kind of circular in shape. Is that why? Did it something land there and so it caused something to happen to the land? Who knows? But we do know that it is a creepy place to visit, especially by yourself. And we're going to have our listener, Chris, share his experiences of this phenomenal forest with us. Hello, is this Christopher? Yes, it is. Hello. Oh, hello, Christopher. <laughs> hello, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. Greetings from Albania. I've mostly lived across a lot of Eastern Europe over the last few years, and I'm teaching here and doing community projects here. I used to live in Romania, so that's how I know about the Hoya Baichu. So how did you hear about the Hoya Baichu forest? Was this a place you'd heard of before you went to Romania, or did you hear about it when you were there? So I've been very fascinated in Romania ever since I was very little. And so what really got me interested in Romania from the very beginning was the folklore, the legends, uh, the superstitions, and of course, you know, Dracula. You always start with Dracula. I had read something about the Huayabaychu 
back when I was younger. And as I got older, I was like, oh, if I ever go, I'm definitely going to have to go and visit it at some point. I grew up with hearing about superstitions and legends and you know ghost stories. My family, I'm like, I've got to go to this place. Well, it happened to work out that when I was finishing my third master's at Arcadia University, I had the opportunity to study abroad. And, you know, most people go to like Ireland, UK, France, etc. And I was like, no, I want to go to Romania. And everyone of my professors were like, okay, sure, why not? (laughs) You're going to go for, you know, a good half a year to Romania. You know, do you speak the language at the time? No, not really. But I've studied it. Okay, good luck. So, and when I got there, I was talking with people. I lived in Cluj, where I went to my studies at uh, Universitate Babesh Boyai. And I was asking around, have you heard about this forest? And they're like, yeah, it's it's right outside of Cluj. It's right here. You can get on a little taxi and it'll take you right there. And you're at the footsteps of it. That was my real introduction two weeks after Halloween. It was on a whim. I really, really want to see this place. And I got a taxi and uh, the guy stopped me uh, near the ethnographic museum that's located there. And he's like, I don't want to go any further. You're going to have to walk the rest of it. I won't go any further. He's like, it's, uh, you know, too many things happen there, too much superstitions. You're on your own. And that's how it all started with my adventure. And you're like, wow, thanks. <laughs> so how did you get back home if, if he just dropped you and left? It was obviously far enough that you had to take a cab. Was there one available yeah. to come back and get you? or? Yeah, so I, I had his phone number and he came back, but he would only pick me up at a certain distance. He would not get close enough to the woods itself because there is a road leading up to the forest. And he's like, no. I'm not going near there. He's like, I'm not going there. This leads me into a question that I wanted to ask you because I've heard that a lot of the people that live near there are very, like you said, superstitious, but they won't even go near the forest. And yet I had read that it seemed like the government had set up some trails through there and it talked about mm-hmm. that they'd have paintball wars and things. So do people really feel like they don't want to go in there in general or is that just kind of overstated when it comes to looking at the superstitions? It really depends with anyone. In the bigger cities, people aren't really that superstitious. It's more like mocked, like kind of like, you know, funny. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a lot of the rural villages in some places, again, it's not, I don't want to stereotype Romania because any of my friends in Romania are listening to me. I don't want them being mad at me. <laughs> uh, um, for giving the wrong impression. There are some people, of course, like anywhere, that are superstitious about it. And some people, like the cab driver uh, I had met, who really, yes, they strongly do believe that there are things that go bump and they don't know what to say about it. They can't explain or they'll tell you, oh, I've known somebody or oh, I've seen something. But not everyone. It really depends on each person. But the thing with Romania is that folklore at its heart is, it, it, it really is at its core. The superstitions, there are traditions, and that's something I love about Romania. And the Balkans in general, you'll find that. So you're going into the forest, is this all by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> you are crazy. Uh, there, there are tour groups that go around Halloween. So I believe, so one of my friends, uh, he's also an American. He uh, now lives in Romania. He had gone when I had, uh, when I was there uh, for the long term, he had uh, gone on one of these tours. I went two weeks after Halloween. It was, I can tell you, November 14th. 2014, I remember the day very well. It was, I had classes in the morning and I got off and I was like, now what? It's cloudy, it's, you know, it's getting darker earlier. I'm like, 
got to do something. You know, I don't want, I don't want to really just do homework right now. Um, I'm going to procrastinate. Why not go to the forest? Especially and, when it's cloudy and getting dark earlier. That was a brilliant idea. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. You sound like my mom. <laughs> I'm probably old enough to be your mom. It, it was an interesting experience. I got in the taxi, you know, just talking to the, the gentleman and he was telling me, yeah, he's like, you know, there are people who've seen UFOs and ghosts and, you know, people will, uh, you know, time travel differences and people will just disappear. And he's like, you know, I hope I hear from you again. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> so you get off there and from the very beginning, there's the ethnographic museum nearby and then you see the woods and, you know, on a gray overcast day, you know, it definitely sets the mood. You're thinking, what am I walking myself into? I walked up the trails, like you said, that are there. And there's a lot of farm pastures near there because um, it's basically up on a hill. It's what's known as the Valleja Lunga. So basically the, the large valley. Okay. And there are a lot of sheep, farmland surrounding it. There are a few little tiny little shacks around the woods, and there's like some areas for picnics. But once you start getting deeper into the woods, it gets kind of surreal. Uh, I, I can't say, you know, I actually experienced any like ghosts or phantoms or elementals or anything like that. But what I have to say was most interesting, and I've been to many forests. This one was unique in the sense that there was just no birds, no singing or chirping, nothing. It was just silent. The only thing you would hear is your footsteps in the leaves. Oh, really? Uh, that is amazing because like we go hiking quite a bit too. And even when we can't see them, you can always hear the birds just chirping and talking. Yeah, it was very different. I felt like it was like walking in snow, like during a snowstorm, it's just you hear yourself because everything is muffled. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like that, except there was no snow. And the trees, they're very unique. They're all curved and twisted about that unique pattern. I'm sure, I don't know if you've seen pictures of them online. There's plenty of pictures. Yeah, they uh, almost look like they're an L-shape because they kind of look like they're growing out over the ground and then go up. Like I said, it's surreal. It's really the best way of describing it. It's, yeah, <laughs> I don't have any other better words. It's, it's just one of the most different places I've been to. And you just walk around, you know, and you get to a point where, you know, I'm not saying anything supernatural about, I don't know, you know, I'm just looking at it as you kind of want to keep just going deeper and deeper to explore. And it's not a big forest in itself, but it is a very dense forest. And you just feel like you want to keep going in deeper and deeper to explore. And at a certain point, you realize, like for me, it was like, oh, I have about one hour until it gets dark and I should probably get home um, because it is still a bit outside of the city. From the top of the hill where the forest is, you can see the city of Cluj. You can see the river Somesh. Uh, you can see some of the little towns, but you start seeing over the, the mountainsides that it's starting to get dark. Maybe I should be turning back, but it's like that feeling of I've got to keep exploring. I want to see more. And I think that's what people always say that you feel drawn to it. You just feel like you got to keep seeing more of it. And that's where the, the things happen. Did you make it to the area that they call the circle where they don't have any vegetation growing there? I did not get there, no. But I, my friend, the American I was talking about, he did. And he was telling me about it where they had a little campfire there with a few, uh, with the tour guide and a few of his friends. And they described how just it was quiet in itself. It was just it, the same thing how I felt. It's just that quietness. It feels like what it, something's missing. It's, it's like a hole. Like, what's missing here? It, it feels like there should be something. They feel like there should be more sounds. There should be more, you know, crickets. There should be something. But he said there's just nothing. And he said that's what's most unique to him. 
and the strangest. It's that feeling of why well, you're not alone because you have other people with you. It's just that loneliness in itself. And he's like, that for him was most interesting. He's like, I can't explain, you know, if there's any UFOs, but a lot of history, I'm sure you've probably have read about people since the 70s, particularly talked about that have seen uh, UFOs over the forests. I mean, it's just that deafening quiet. I, I like I said, I've, I've never felt that before. Um, and I would never forget that. Like Denise said, we go hiking all the time. There's something I think that I see every time we go hiking, and that is squirrels. So what about other animal life? Is there any squirrels or chipmunks, deer, anything like that in the forest? I found the pelvis of the deer, but that was it. Interesting. And, and it, it was interesting brought up. It wasn't an animal, but I found an abandoned white van. I, I don't know why it was there in the middle of the forest. I couldn't tell you how long it's been there. It's kind of rusted. It was just, like I said, there was nothing. It, it was odd. It was beside the sheep outside of the valley of the forest. You go in and it's just deafening. It's just you. It really is just you. And if you didn't have uh, communication and you were to get lost in there, I, I'm sure you probably would wander for who knows how long. And I think that's where a lot happens with people. People just go in and wander and they don't know always, or they go off the trails and they really don't know where they're going. And it's just, you look back and go, oh, where am I now? And I think that was for me was that realization of, oh, I've gone off the trail. I've walked into the forest. I don't know why. I just feel compelled to be here. I'm just compelled to see this place. I want to know what's going on. It's kind of like almost you're on autopilot. And then you suddenly realize I'm off the trail. That's not good. I probably should be turning back. Now, by chance when you were there, and I don't know if you did, but do you know, does like any of the GPS or the navigation type systems that you would use for hiking, do any of those work in the forest? Or is it kind of like a Bermuda Triangle where everything just kind of goes, like all the sounds gone, is all electronic gone too? That I'm not sure, because at the time I didn't have a smartphone. I just had a, a you know, really basic phone, um, which probably is not smart on my end. But again, going off in the middle of the woods, I don't know about that for certain, but I have heard of people who do tell me, yes, that they've had, you know, those weird anomalies with, uh, it goes off of kilter. Some have said because the airport is not too far, that maybe it's because of that, maybe not, maybe it's because of radio towers, I don't know. But there have been people who have talked about how they feel, you know, or they've noticed how their technology goes whack. Other than maybe interference of some sort, it's not really a good explanation. One of the legends that I read about this is that the forest was named for the shepherd who went in there with 200 sheep and they became lost. Do you hear any stories there about more recent times where people go in and don't come back out that have gone missing in there? Well, from what people tell me, like a lot of it, you know, I've either tried to read up on or ask people. And, you know, I don't know how much of it is hearsay versus actual um, but there's been talks, uh, I was told of a young girl who had disappeared and returned many a years later, um, like just wandered and meandered into the forest and later just meanders back. There are people who just go disappear in general, but it, it's not a common thing. More of what people describe is the spiritual. It's like the, the ghosts or like the uh, just other supernatural type of beings. But yes, there are talks, uh, you know, because there is a lot of farmland in that area and there are many sheep in that area that, you know, if it has happened, I could see where there could be some credibility to it. But I, I don't know for certain 
you know, 100% I can't verify that, yes, that happened. You'd love for some scientists, and I know they've done some tests and things in there, but you never hear any results about it, to find out. It just seems like there's got to be something going on with ley lines, magnetism, something, because those trees are so weird, and it would explain why they've had these maybe UFO sightings. Are they attracted to something that's there that's pulling them there? Are they looking into something that's there? Just makes you wonder why the UFOs would be interested in a place where, or is it because of their presence that it's caused it to be a place where things don't want to be? I would love to know that. That's a great question. If there's ever, you know, results ever made of that, I, I don't know. I'd be very curious to know that myself. I can tell you the whole entire area around the forest, the city of Cluj, it's a very historic city. And there are many, many stories of, um, you know, legends and uh, paranormal from just the whole entire region. So I, I, who knows? It could just be the whole entire region itself. Um, there's a lot of history. There's been a lot of battles and many armies that have passed through there, you know, from the Romans all the way through the various Habsburgs, the Hungarians, uh, the force, of course, the Romania uh, had passed through there and had annexed it, or depending on who you ask, or had reincorporated it because they're ethnic Romanians uh, in 1918. And there's just that whole entire area is filled with legends and you know, unique history. And the forest just, I feel like, the epicenter of it. Well, Chris, thanks so much for suggesting this location and for sharing your personal experience of it. It'll help people to get a more of a visual feel to it because we can tell them what we've read. But it's so much neater to hear it from somebody who's actually stood in the forest, looked out over the village, and given us a bird's eye view of what they felt and saw and all that good stuff. Of course, it's an honor talking with you both. I, I appreciate this opportunity. All right. Well, you have a great evening, and we look forward to hopefully talking to you in the future again. I'm sure we'll find some more haunted stuff there in the Balkans. Please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to, you know, any research or to be back on. You know, I'd be honored to do that as well. So please keep me updated. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Have a great night. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. There is no denying that the Hoyabatu Forest is creepy. But is something supernatural going on inside it? Do people really disappear? Is Hoyabatu Forest haunted? That is for you to decide. Well, another one of those places to put on our bucket list for sure. On our next episode, we're going to be joined by another listener. This is a listener who joined us on our haunted ghost tour in Denver, Miranda. Oh, very cool. So it'll be good to talk to Miranda again. Yeah, the last time we saw her, she was bringing us hot chocolate and it was freezing. So we we <laughs> were very happy about that. Going to be speaking with Miranda about the legend of the gin. All right. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to this episode. I've been your host, Diane. And this has been Denise. You take care now. Bye-bye. This episode has been brought to you by our executive producers. We'd like to welcome new executive producers, Andrea Valdez and Katie Allen. Thanks. Want to keep the spooks away? Give us a review.